We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. Plus, you can support college access and student access when you donate online to Roundup in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Hi, Nicole. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Listen, I am thriving. Oh, how come? Oh, you know, you just say those things and hopefully they come true. So, you know, you just say you're thriving and then one day you are thriving. Yes, I think that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Then I believe it. She is thriving. Thriving and living her best fucking life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I was um. My cousin asked me to play tennis this past mm-hmm. weekend. We did not because it was raining outside. Okay, um, but I he's like I do it most Saturday, so uh, let's do it one of these Saturdays. And I was like, great. So we'll probably do it. And then uh, I've just seen a lot of people online playing tennis mm-hmm. and i was like is there an increase in tennis and then i looked up like you know is there an increase in tennis right now and post pandemic a lot more people are playing tennis and i think it might be because of the increase of pickleball because pickleball got super popular during the pandemic it's and the I fastest think people, growing sport in america as you've said and i think because people we're playing pickleball. They're like, well, I, I need a bigger court. I need to like mm-hmm. actually do this, do the real deal thing. And then they started getting rackets and playing tennis. Wow. Who knew the pandemic would bring a resurgence in a sport <laughs> that I don't understand the point system in? <laughs> I, I played tennis in middle school and I forget. I know it's like 30, 60 90? 90? And I know it's like love. Love is zero. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really can't I don't, remember. I don't know the other things. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot a lot. But I remember enjoying it when I was younger. But I feel like my parents wanted me to be like Venus and Serena. And I was like, that's not gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, of course. You're a little black girl. All black parents were like, I can have this too. Absolutely. I want it. I can have it. 
Absolutely. And then my dad loved tennis and had two little black girls. No. So he literally was like, I can have a Venus and a Serena. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I was like pretty powerful as a child and could like really fucking whack the ball. But yeah. I just didn't have the love for it, you know? You got to have the love for it. You gotta. I would rather be swimming than on a court with a with a a a, a net, a hard net, a racket. That's what it's called. A hard net. Well, there like, is a net. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The net in the middle. But I was yeah. talking about the racket. I and see, you know I that see. little box weavy thing kind of mm-hmm. looks like a, a some netting, some hard netting. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, Venus and Serena are impressive for many, many reasons. Mm-hmm. But it's also really impressive that they they are still doing something that they've done since they were children. Yes. That's like And they wild. love it. And they love it. Well, that's like Beyonce. Beyonce's been yeah. doing this for 27 years, I believe. She said at her concert. Yeah. This is that's true. a long time. I just feel like that's so rare that your parents make you do something you actually like it. Like my mom wanted me to play the violin. I hated it. Mm. I didn't want to play the violin. I wish I stuck with it <laughs> so I could play an mm-hmm. instrument. But when, you know, I didn't like the fact that I was told to play an instrument. I would have rather have chosen an instrument. I wanted to play the clarinet. Is that cooler than a violin? Not really, but yeah, that's what is. I wanted. Yeah, you gotta suck on that reed. <laughs> but maybe that's why my mom didn't want me to play a clarinet. She's like, you're not sucking on anything. <laughs> you're not gonna suck on any piece of wood, little or not. Yeah. Yeah, my sister played clarinet, and I would just watch her suck on these reeds, and I was like, ugh. And then they'd go back in her little clarinet box, and I was like, this instrument is sick. This is oh, nasty. That does seem unsanitary. Yeah, I think the difference is, so like, okay, if your mom forced you to play the violin, and you were instantly mm-hmm. great at it, I think you would have a different, uh, a different approach to it. Not that like mm-hmm. Venus and Serena were instantly great, but like, Seems like they started winning pretty early. Yeah. And like entered competitions earlier than like coaches thought they should. Cause yeah. Dutty, Dutty said, come on. Yeah. Um, That's a good yeah, point. If I was instantly good at something, I'd be like, yeah, this is fucking for me. Thanks, Mummy and Dutty. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. I wasn't, I certainly wasn't winning competitions, but I feel like I wasn't trying hard because I was told to do it. If that makes sense. Like, maybe mm-hmm. if I tried hard, I would have excelled at the violin. But I just did the bare minimum to, minimum to stay in class. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I played flute, and I could have been Lizzo. You know? You could, I'm I, sure if most I had people just think you are. Duck with it. People already think I'm Lizzo. <laughs> and imagine if someone called me Lizzo, I'd be like, yeah, and what? And took out a flute? They'd be like, is she Lizzo? They'd be like, well, <laughs> wait, I'm confused. <laughs> Uh, I don't really get it. What's happening? Um, also, piano. I wish I stuck with piano. My mother used to say, maybe I've said it on this podcast before. She was like, you're going to want to, when you're an adult, go to a dinner party and be able to bust out songs on a piano after dinner and everyone sing along. And I was like, you're a lunatic. That doesn't happen. You're stupid. You stupid bitch. And then I'm an adult and I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could play that piano after dinner. That would be nice for us to sing around. (laughs) (laughs) It would be really nice. (laughs) But I can't play piano. No. No. I didn't stick to anything from growing up. Except for swimming. I do swim a lot. Yeah. 
Boy, I love swimming. Mm-hmm. Ooh wee, ooh wee. Did I stick with anything? Mm, I guess I. Mm. Mm. I don't think so. Because I did gymnastics, I did basketball, mm. I did mm. volleyball, I did uh, show choir, church choir. I didn't stick with any of it. Mm. I guess I did musicals in high school. That's not. And my you're an actress journey. now. Yes. So there we go. You stuck with something. I did. I do want to take a gymnastics class, but oh, yeah. I'm like, do the uneven bars have a weight limit? Will they say, "Big lady, you can't swing on these"? That's the kind of gymnastics you want to do. I want to do all the gymnastics. Well, I want to do tumbling, but mm-hmm. I really do love the uneven bars. Yeah, I'm not fucking with the beam. That seems I didn't like beam when I did gymnastics. I was too yeah. hard. Even the beam closest to the floor. Mm-mm. Jordan, can you look up to see if there's a weight limit on um, the uneven bars, please? You're getting so close to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> there's um, one thing has come out saying that the bar can hold up to 220 pounds. Well, okay. okay. That's just okay. one thing. But the only thing I'm thinking of is like you were like spinning and like jolting on these bars. I feel like I would break it in half. Me personally. Maybe, but, but also you have to remember, can you actually swing your body around it? Oh, that's no, like a pole. No. Like a pole can withstand weight on it, but it mm-hmm. cannot withstand like a like a body flying around it. But it's like, can a bigger body actually do that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's also pulls that are a uh, weight limit of like 400. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it just depends on which bar you get. I I don't uh, let me find out if there's like a max max because hmm. Sky Zone, the fucking trampoline place. I really wanted to go to it for my birthday. They have a weight limit. And I was like, oh, this no. makes me so sad to jump on a fucking trampoline. If you yeah. have a commercial co- trampoline space, you should be able to have the fattest of the fatties jump on it. No problem. Take their money. I mean, yeah, is it because also Sky Zone is just that place with like trampolines in the in the floor right i believe so yeah and all i wanted to do was jump and they said no stay on the ground bitch but that's also confusing to me because don't they have i guess i don't know i've never been there before but i can't imagine it's one person at a time shouldn't it withstand multiple people jumping on it hmm i don't know the sky zone rules i guess i don't know either but I do just want to jump on a trampoline. Like, I'm dying to. <laughs> yes, that sounds very fun. It sounds like so much fucking fun. Like, just up and down. Like, move it all around. <laughs> flips and tricks. <laughs> flips and tricks. Yeah. I just want to do stuff that makes me smile. That's all I want to do. Uh, the yeah. world is hard, and I want to smile. <laughs> I feel like... I don't know the last time I've been on a trampoline, but anytime my body's jostled, no, I'm not having a good time. Oh, really? Because like, my titties are big and I, mm. like, I don't know, I don't like when my stomach feels like I'm like, like the weight is lifted in my stomach. Like I feel like I'm like getting nauseous. I don't know. I'm old. Oh, I'm sorry. I ain't got no titties, so I don't got that problem. <laughs> and then, I don't know, my butt jumbling around. That's fun for me. Okay. Oh, great. I do want a bigger butt. Bigger? Yeah, rounder. It's already quite round. 
I know, but I want it rounder. <laughs> All right. That's what I want. Remember when we were sitting at Beyonce and I was so much taller than you? And I, <laughs> I screamed at you? That's what, what did I say? Oh. And that's why I have a problem with our height. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we took a picture and I did look much shorter than you. So it much shorter. It was really... It was an optical illusion, and it felt insane. And you're like, this is why I think I'm taller than you. <laughs> and that's why I have a problem with that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> I was like a whole foot taller than you sitting. It's wild. Yeah. And then we stand up, and I'm not. I'm yeah. small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just that ass is lifting you. And then I slouch a little bit. So then, yeah, I think there's like a bit. Of a difference when we sit. <laughs> wow. 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 You know, that concert was the first time I had bought an outfit for an event in a very long time. Yeah. I think I told you this because I usually just buy things to be like, just in case. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't have any silver. I'm never just, just in case I need to wear silver to something. Yeah. And then I was like, well, Beyonce told me I have to wear silver. She said. And I'm not disrespecting Beyonce. Mm-mm. But people did. People did. But then you sent me the story where she said that. But by the time I looked at it, it was gone. So maybe people didn't get the memo. It's but on also her website. Like, oh, then they have no excuse. They had zero fucking excuse. None. Yeah. You saw pictures of people wearing silver and you thought it was a choice? <laughs> it's you what saw the all your wants. friends in silver? It's what she wanted. Uh, yeah. I mean, I truly can't get over how good she was. So good. That was Ugh. a really fun show. Really fun. It was fun. so fun. Break My Soul was such a fun... It was like... It felt like a fucking party. And I was like, I can't believe yeah. Beyonce invited me to her party. <laughs> like, can you even... Yeah. It was very fun. Yeah. It was just like a good mix of like old classics mm-hmm. and then Renaissance. Yes. And I was very happy. I was so happy. Halfway through the show, I was like, wait, should we invite Beyonce and Kelly Rowland to be on the podcast to promote her tour? <laughs> you know, these last couple dates, she might <laughs> she might she like might have help. slow ticket sales or something. I think we should reach out to them. You know, the worst that could happen is no one responds. We may as well try. <laughs> No, the worst that can happen is an email going, no, like Oprah and Gail did, where I was like, just that ignore us. the worst. Yeah, just ignore why would us. You just actively pretend, say no. Pretend you didn't get it. <laughs> I think we should go out to them again and be like, are you sure? Like, like for real, for real. You like actually yeah. know? You don't want to promote the own network? <laughs> you don't want more you eyes want, on the own network? You want to uh, promote CBS News? <laughs> yeah he, so I, I i really think jordan can we please make a note that we need to go out to beyonce and kelly and oprah and gail again and be like are you guys one please please do the podcast before your tour so like you know just take an hour backstage before you go on to do our <laughs> podcast <laughs> it'll only take an hour of your time you could even do it with Blue, so you don't have to coordinate with Kelly, you know? Blue could just do it. It'll be fine. Or Jay. That is probably your best friend, too. 
Um, maybe Tina, you know. So tell Beyonce she can have. We're not going to assign her best friend. She can. She'll t- she can tell us. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. You tell us who your best friend is, and I'll just take an hour right before she goes on stage. <laughs> oh, maybe we should have um, Flyna Boss. <gasps> I they're would love them. They are best friends and they're so adorable. And I love that one of them wears ears. And I love that one wears a purse every time they do those running videos. Yes. That is it's so funny so, to me. They're so wonderful. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And they're going on tour with Janelle Monet, who we might see in October, which I'm very excited about. Which is great. Might see. I said yes. Has my invitation but, been oh. recanted? No, it hasn't been recanted. I I guess I didn't feel like a firm yes. I thought it was like a we'll see. But if it was a it's firm yes, it's in my yes, calendar. Firm- well, then we're doing it. I put it right up in there as soon as you told me the date. Perfect. I'm glad oh, we're doing thank it. God. <laughs> okay, I gotta get up on my jump, my Janelle Monae because mm-hmm. I've liked her as an entity for so long, but I haven't really listened to her new music. Yeah. Now that it's she's good. taking her titties out, the titties are out. I hope she keeps them out. I want to see them. <laughs> I mean, they're great. I love titties. I don't think anyone talks about it enough. Titties are great. You don't even think nasty about titties it are good. <laughs> what? <laughs> you think there be people have been like on the fence about titties? <laughs> well, I just feel like we're not as open to talk about how great titties are. I think they're mm. lovely to look at. Yeah, yeah, they are lovely to look. Like at. I'm not trying to like suck on none. I I just I like I like looking at them. Yeah, and you said even nasty titties are great. Even nasty titties are great. Sloppy, dumpy, nasty little titties. Those are good, too. <laughs> They're all good. They really are. How would you naturally bring up talking about titties? Hmm. Oh, in a conversation? Yeah. Oh, talk about Janelle Monet and how she's been taking her titties <laughs> out. And then you go, you know, here's a thought. Nobody's talking about titties anymore. Hmm. I feel like the, in the 90s, we always talked about titties. Like, people had, like, boob jobs and their titties were out. And I was like, Pam Anderson, look at them titties. And I don't think we have a titty person anymore. Oh, you know what? Because we're in ass land right now. Oh. It's all about the butt. We are in ass land. We have left Boobtopia <laughs> and taken the train to ass land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah butts are hot right now yeah people are getting like uh you know brazilian butt lifts mm-hmm. and injections and uh, you know it's all about the butt yeah people eating ass, Ooh, they ass. Eat, they, the eating the booties like groceries mm-hmm. which is so funny to say because it's like i don't eat all my groceries sometimes <laughs> i buy windex at the grocery store and you're not gonna catch me eating no windex okay <laughs> And I'm not gonna be cleaning my windows with a butt. <laughs> Although I would love to see someone clean their windows with a butt and be like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> but I will say this about butts. There are bad butts. There are bad butts. I don't think there's any bad titties. I think there are terrible butts. I have seen some butts that I don't want to remember. <laughs> 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 like just a big long flat butt. I don't like them. Or just like like badly operated on or like like misshapen mm, yeah. or like where it's just like the lumps are lumping and and not yeah. doing what they're supposed to do or moving the way it's supposed to move. Yeah, I saw one bad butt on Instagram once. It was like long flat but then you know like the little W part, the yeah. little, the bottom part, it was like drooping. And I was like, ew, 
<laughs> Ew, it looked like two little chicken, chicken, uh, cutlets? chicken cutlets. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was yeah. really upsetting for me and my eyeballs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no bad titties. But what about titties that are like too hard? Those are great. I love yeah. hard titties. Oh, I okay. love big surgery titties. Those really? are the most fun. Yes. <laughs> they look like little basketballs on people. That's fun. <laughs> but also, mm-hmm. I love a surgery butt. I, okay. Have okay. we talked about it on this podcast? I love bimbos. Like yes. on Instagram. Oh, I just love them. Uh, <laughs> they're my yeah. favorite. And I thought I lost one, but I recently refound her. <laughs> Like you have because, her here, or <laughs> yeah, I, I she got out of my grasp. No, because sometimes Instagram will um, delete their profiles, so then if you don't follow their backups, you can't find them, and then they're like lost in the ether. But I found her on a meme site where people were making fun of her big butt, and then her friend tagged her and was like, "No, that's my girl. Leave her alone." And I was like, "There she is!" And mm-hmm. I found her again. I was so excited. Oh, thank goodness! And what I is know. she doing? Just posing? Yeah. Living her life, living her life, posing and you know, having the best time posing in like in in closets, in stores, <laughs> uh, in bedrooms, mm-hmm. at restaurants. You yeah. know, anywhere you go, you take a picture. You you got it. This is, this is my butt in the closet. This mm-hmm. is my butt in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a elf on the shelf. Is your butt in different places? That's really right. Funny. Don't you take the elf on the shelf different places? Yes. Yeah. I I don't think I knew what Elf on the Shelf was until this like past Christmas because I oh. people were like showing videos of themselves placing the Elf in different places before their kid woke up, and I was mm. like, "Damn, being a parent is exhausting." You it also is. have you to have do to that. Wake up in the middle of the night and move an Elf around and tell them it's real. Yeah, this one woman like created a whole scene where like the Elf was like falling out of the microwave and like popcorn was falling around it and so it was like it was like suspended in the air and i was like it's a full art project at 3 a.m yeah. i that's the thing about kids like you could be a parent who doesn't do any of that and then your kid grows up and they're like wait a minute other kids got fun shit other kids got stories that, that were made at 3 a.m and then you're like what were you fucking doing your mom's like sleeping um <laughs> And then also it's like you have to hide Christmas presents so they don't find it, but you got to get it before it fucking sells out. Yeah. You take them to the dentist all the time. <laughs> and like, I just, ugh, the thought of having, like no shade to people who have kids, but I, I cannot be bothered. Yes, it's a lot of work on top of any mm-hmm. work that you're already doing. And I'm doing a lot of work. <gasps> did you hear about the European airline that has a child-free like uh, section? I did. I was I was like, ooh, 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 give me, give me, give me, give me more to quote Britney Spears. Give me, give me more. Okay. <laughs> give me more. Give me, give me more. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like closed off by like an actual like partition. So it's like you have to go through like a partition to like get there. Not even or like just a, a wall or something. Not even like just the cloth. No, I think it's an actual partition where they close wow. them in and they can scream amongst themselves. I I'm- love it. Sounds great. Right? I really wanted to come over here. Me too. Because also, think, did they say where Where are the kids? In the front or the back? Are you kidding? In the back. <laughs> <laughs> Put them in the back. <laughs> Put them on the wings. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're in the back. Um, and I think it's great. I think it's great. I wonder. Oh, okay. We found an article about it. Flying in peace. Wow. 60% of American adults agree that a child-free area on planes and trains would be nothing short of a blessing. It's Corridon Airlines, Turkish Dutch airline. Yeah, okay. you'd be 16 plus to be in one of the 93 seats reserved exclusively for adults. I love that. Me too. And I feel like maybe, I mean, I guess I don't, I haven't heard from any parents about this. I don't know how they would feel about it, but I feel like mm -hmm. parents would maybe like that question mark. Cause, cause then you have to worry about other adults, like giving you a side eye and being like, mm -hmm. Oh my God, can you shut your kid up? Or like, you know, you could be like, oh, well, my kid's not the only one screaming here. Mm -hmm. So it's less pressure off of me. Yeah. Have a whole romper room back there. Y'all can, as soon as we get to a cruising altitude, take out the toys and let them fucking crawl on the floor like kids like to do. They're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just can't. Just imagine traveling with like a little person who's irrational. Mm-mm. It's like, come I on, we gotta get on the plane. Why? Why? Hmm? I don't want to travel with adults who are rational. Me either. I only like traveling with fun, good times. Mm-hmm. And I've fun. only really been on a trip with like one person where I was like, oh, I'll never do this again. I, I don't think I have any nightmare travel experiences with somebody, thankfully. Mm -hmm. But I, do, I have traveled with people where I'm like, okay, you know, maybe we travel differently. <laughs> Yeah, we travel very differently, and this is not for me. I had a friend, we were driving somewhere, and she started painting her nails in the car, and I was like, no, Ugh. no, why, what? What yeah, makes you, we're in an what? No, space right now. We're I'm in a die. tiny car. Yeah. Ugh. I remember when we were in Rome, we drove to like the countryside, and that was the loveliest car ride. That was so nice. Ugh. We had a designated driver who was happy to drive, and we just screamed in the back and had a nice time. <laughs> we were the kids in the back. <laughs> we, were, we, <laughs> we were the kids in the back. Also, I feel like if you take your shoes off on the plane and you're barefoot, you have to go back and sit with the children. <laughs> like, I think a flight attendant should be like, I'm sorry, sir, you're not an adult. You have to go in the back with the children. Or if you throw any sort of fit, you have to go in the back. Yeah. And it becomes a punishment of children and badly behaved adults. Sorry, uh, you're screaming. So is the baby. One of my favorite videos of all time because he is right. He's right. I loved it. Oh, I told you how the the police got on board the plane, the last uh, flight I was on. But nothing Scary. really happened. I was hoping that, not hoping. I didn't want anything bad to happen. But I was like, are they going to take somebody off the plane? Are they gonna somebody <laughs> right off the plane? And then nothing happened. They just like went back and talked to people and then walked off. They were like, the police were like, our friends are landing. Let's go hit them up. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, how's it going? I just wanted to talk Did to you, you before trip? everyone got off the plane. Okay, uh, I'll see you out the outside. <laughs> All right, see you later, man. That was fun. <laughs> I'm trying to think if anything wild has happened on the plane. I was on a plane where they were like, is there any medical doctor aboard? And then the flight attendant ran up and down the aisle. Like, oh, she no. did not calm anybody down. Oh, if no. anything, she made the situation worse. Oh, no. And then she had to pull out the oxygen tank. 
and ran that back to the person. And it was just like real scary for a hot second, but then they were fine. And you were in the air when this happened? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. That's we were crazy. also close enough to the airport that we could have just gone back. Mm. <laughs> but they were like, we got to get to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. You'll figure can't it afford. out when you get there. Yeah. Damn. Well, thankfully they were okay. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, somebody sent this to me. Robin Fierce sent this art or this story to me. Uh, a Delta plane underwent a five hour cleanup operation where the entire carpet needed to be replaced after a passenger suffered horrific, a horrific bout of diarrhea. No. But here is the thing. If the carpet needed to be replaced and not a piece of the carpet, did this person diarrhea from the front to the back of the plane? <laughs> Wait, okay, both my wife and I were on the flight. It was a mess. The pilots made the right decision to turn around. The ground crew ripped out the carpet and put a new one in. Considering the circumstances, the ground crew did a great job along with the flight attendants and the pilot. Wait, did the passengers have to stay on the plane while they replaced the carpet? I doubt that. Oh, wait, I don't know. How do you walk off a plane if the whole uh, <laughs> carpet is drenched in diarrhea? My partner was on that. Wait, let's see. Uh, yeah, my partner was on that flight. It was pretty bad. It was dribbled down the aisle. <laughs> Smelled horrible. The vanilla scented disinfectant used only made it smell like vanilla shit. After the plane landed, it was thoroughly clean. They didn't leave around uh, 2.30 in the morning. Oh, no. The flight was met by emergency vehicles and EMTs carried the sick passenger off the plane. My partner said the plane was cleaner when they got back on at 2 a.m., but it was uh, was then the first time it got on. No smell either. Damn. I I hope they're okay. Good job on the crew for working so diligently, but yeah, boy. I just really need to know, did they diarrhea from the front to the back of the plane? for the maybe whole was, carpet to be removed i guess like maybe let's say they sat in like row 16 and they needed mm. to go to the bathroom and the bath- bathroom's all the way in the back of the plane mm-hmm. so maybe from their seat to the back of the plane maybe they were just dribbling down the Ooh, aisle lord 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 but okay here's another quandary mm-hmm. if you're not feeling that good mm-hmm. And I'm sure you had diarrhea before you got to the airport, before you got well, on the plane. Maybe I don't you don't Sometimes get on the plane. Sometimes it hits you. Sometimes yeah, it just right. hits you. The you're times right. I've had diarrhea, it came out of nowhere. It was not like I was like, hmm, I feel, I feel a rumble coming on. It was like, oh, it's here. Have you ever had explosive diarrhea where you're dribbling? Yeah. Okay, we don't have to get into it. <laughs> Yeah, certainly. And I wasn't home. <laughs> oh, no. We don't have to get into that at all. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Although, okay, I did recently get on a plane when I probably shouldn't have. When I went to Vegas, I was sick. I was so hungover. And mm-hmm. I didn't feel good at all. To the point where like, I sat down on the plane and I was like, I need a vodka soda just to even things out. Um, and then we got into the sky and I was like, am I going to barf all over this lady next to me? And then oh, I didn't. No. <laughs> it was bad, though. Okay. And then the driver to the casino kept like trying to talk to me. And I was like, sir, you have to stop. <laughs> it was bad. It was not good. And I knowingly got on a plane like that. So I guess I get it. Yeah. See? 
It can happen to the best of us. It really can. I thought I was going to die this year in midair. Yeah. And I slept hard. And that is a 30 minute flight. <laughs> <laughs> like we landed and I was like. <laughs> and I was like, am I the only person flying to Vegas with a hangover? Usually That's people are flying funny. from Vegas with a hangover. Yeah. Like, did you believe? leave something? <laughs> I went home with a hangover too. <laughs> yes. Yes. I went and saw Drag Race live for the second time. And we were, uh, we got double kettle ones and soda. And the lady went, that's a lot of alcohol and also pretty expensive. And we were like, don't judge us. But by the end of the show, I was like, oh man, that lady was right. I was <laughs> fucked up. And then, um, me and my friend, uh, we were like smoking cigarettes at, at the casino and drinking more vodka. And then we both cried at the casino at the like uh, at the like fucking bar. And then the man was just like, ah, "I'm just gonna replace your ashtray." And we were like, "Thank you so much for being so kind." And then, <laughs> then we ordered room, room service, and then had more drinks, and then. My flight left at 6 a.m. And you oh, better no. believe I said for the car to come at 5. Oh, I gave no. myself an hour from the hotel to the plane ascending to the sky. Oh, no. And when I got to the airport, I was like, oh, I have to take a tram. The line is very long. Why yeah. did I do this? I yeah. truly sat down and the door closed and we left. It was, I don't know why I did that. Because <laughs> she loves the rush. I love it. I love the rush of being hungover sick trying to make it to a plane. Yeah, that feels awful you, you, who you telling <laughs> i just did it twice it was bad today and every day planned parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies including abortion care Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your own body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that will block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. That's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctor. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. So listen. We all know life is full of yada yada and, you know, people talk and you're just like, oh, my God, this is annoying. And then you just hit an unsubscribe on a bunch of things you got subscribed to on your email. And you're like, what is happening? And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding in the deep in, in fine print or bills that seem to keep going up for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have elsewhere. And yes, it's possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included. You don't take yada yada in life. 
Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of our over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling selection of timeless designs, perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelet, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, and wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Pandora Jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora. Be love. Should we answer people's questions or do a quiz? Maybe, maybe questions. We talked for a long time. We talked for a long time. We had a lot to catch up on. So much to catch up on. Oh, also, uh, we got to go to dinner or something while you're here. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I am leaving tomorrow. But then I come oh, back. Oh, shit. Ah, shit. Okay. Only single friend. Hi, Nicole. Sashir and the whole gang. I absolutely love the podcast. I drive a lot for work. And when a new episode comes out, it makes my day. I was wondering if you had any advice on how to be more comfortable hanging out at social events with my friends when I am the only one who does not have a significant other. I am the shy one in the group and socially anxious, so just going to these events is a huge step for me. But I feel left out and uncomfortable when I attend these events alone. My friends and their partners are really nice, and it's cool that they invite me, but I still feel so awkward in the group without a partner. Last time I went to a social event, I was so uncomfortable. I had a hard time contributing to the conversations, and it felt like I didn't belong, so I left early. I have a few social events coming up, and I'm considering not going because I do not Want to feel that uncomfortableness again. Any advice will help greatly. I mean, I like that you're going to these events yeah. at all. Because um, you, you never know. You could have fun and you don't want to miss out on like having experiences, especially with people who you like and who like you. Um, and then also, I like that you're exercising your right to leave whenever you want. <laughs> like, you also don't have to stay for these events. If yeah. you feel uncomfortable or awkward or just are tired you can leave whenever you want um and i don't think anyone will have a problem with it because they're you know we're adults and people leave (laughs) when they Mm -hmm. whenever they want also are you telling yourself the truth do every single one of your friends have a significant other or does it just feel like that and maybe if you do have a single friend you can be like hey do you want a carpool so it's mm-hmm. like you kind of go in together as buddies mm-hmm. um, and kind of like have each other's back. And maybe that single friend also feels the same way you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like I mean, most of my friends are in relationships, but I don't necessarily hang out with them. It's never like a couple's thing. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? 
Like I usually hang out yeah. with like my one friend of the partner, but it's never like, but then also when I do hang out with my friends with partners and they are together, um, I'm not uncomfortable because I just talk to them like two separate entities. Mm-hmm. I think maybe you got to get to the root of why you're uncomfortable. Is it jealousy? Is it like public displays of affection that make you feel awkward? Um, I need to know more. I need to know why you feel awkward. Yeah, because like, you know, you're saying you don't have much to contribute to the conversation when you're hanging out with your friends and their partners. I can't imagine that the only thing that they're talking about is like about being a couple. Like if there's a group of people, Mm -hmm. they're probably talking about other stuff. I mean, maybe they might dip into like relationship stuff, but probably not the whole time. Um, Yeah. And you can always like try to like slip in something that you're interested in, which I know is hard for people who are socially anxious. Um, but you know, what's the last movie you watched or what's the last like book you read? Or is there like a, like a, like is something going on in space? That's cool. People love talking about space. (laughs) Bring it up. Is there something going on in space? That's cool. You know, like, Hey, they were, they just saw another sighting of a spaceship or like, they just, they discovered a new moon on blah, blah, blah. What do you guys think about it? Um, and then people might start talking about more general things as opposed to maybe couple things. Um, if that is in fact what's happening, Mm -hmm. but you know, these are your friends. They like hanging yeah. out with you. They wanted you to be there. So just talk about things that you would talk about with your friends normally. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do think if you have a single friend who's also there to like carpool with, I really do think that coming in together <laughs> is stronger than alone. But I also <laughs> really want to know the root of why you're so on. If it's just social anxiety, Okay. But if there's other things, I'd like to know. So can I have an update? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Solved so- until I hear more. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Nicole. Hi, Sashir. First off, let me say that I found your podcast while Googling something along the lines of happy podcast about two years <laughs> ago. And it has been nonstop giggles ever since. Thank you for bringing me joy. I have a friendship question. My friend's marriage recently turned toxic about a year ago after discovering Mm. some secrets about her husband Mm -mm. that are irreconcilable. They have been together for the past decade and she is finding it really hard to end the marriage. Mm. As her friend, I have watched her struggle emotionally for the past year and is breaking my heart. She recently confided in me that she got a new job in a new town that would force her to move and get a divorce. However, she hasn't taken the job yet. I could tell during our last conversation that she doesn't want to end the marriage or get divorced, but knows that she has to my question is what do i say and do as her friend at this moment i want her to know that i'm here for her no matter what she chooses but i also desperately want her to get out of this marriage i'm worried sick for her every day but i know it's not my place to force her hand honestly at the risk of sounding selfish even kind words to calm my nerves as i watch her navigate this emotional this toxic slash emotionally abusive situation would help i do think since she has the opportunity to take a job that would move her away and it's an easy way for her to get divorced, and I know you don't want to force her hand, I do think you can say, you know, real talk. Um, I won't harp on this, 
but I really do think you should take this opportunity and maybe bring up some of the things that this man or person has done to your friend Mm -hmm. and be like, for these reasons, I really do think you should be out. But again, I do support you, but I don't want you to turn down something on account of somebody else who hasn't been good to you. Mm -hmm. They may be a good sibling. They may be a good, uh, you know, child. They may be a good friend, but they were not a good partner to you. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make them a bad person. They're just not a good person for you. Yeah. Yeah. You can't force your friend to do anything. You can say your piece, but um, it's up to your friend to figure out if what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could even ask your friend, um, hey, I want to be supportive of you, but I don't want to like, overstep any bounds or like you let me know what you need if you just need to talk to me and vent and cry while you're processing this and you don't actually want advice let me know if you actually want me to give my thoughts on how i feel about what you're going through i can do that but if you don't want to hear that i'm fine doing that too Mm because it's possible she because she knows she she got she straight up applied for a job in a different town. She knows what she needs to do to get out. She don't want to do it right now. She might do it one day. She also may never do it. And that also has to be okay. Not I mean, it's not okay, quote unquote, but it's, it's like her life. That's her life. And that's her choice. So um she may not want to hear advice right now because she knows good and well what she should be doing, but doesn't want to do it right now. And no matter what you say, nothing's going to change until she wants to change it. So you could also have the conversation of like, I want to be supportive, but I also don't want to keep giving you the same advice over and over again or be like harping on things or be too pushy if you're not going to take the advice or like actually listen to it. So what do you what do you want? (laughs) Or like, How do you Mm -hmm. want me to play a part in this? Or do you not want me to play a part at all? Just be a sounding board. And then also you can be clear about your boundaries too because you also don't have to just take all this information in because that is taxing to be witnessing, like to be bear witness to your friend kind of going through a really unhealthy situation. Um, so you can also be like, it's really sad for me to watch this. Like it's really sad for me to see you go through all of this. And I want to help you process this, but it, it's hard for me to, to listen to this stuff too. So maybe if you like talk to your therapist about it, hopefully they have won't have one or, you know, I hope you have a broader support system than just me because mm-hmm. this is a lot for me to take on just by myself. Yeah. I think that's all good. Yeah. 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 Solved. Solved. I don't wear makeup often, but when I do, I want to make sure I can use products that work for my skin and look good for my skin color. And so that's why I like Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Their Brilliant Eye Brightener can be used as highlighter-eyeshadow combo that makes your eye look effortless. It comes in 16 buildable shades to choose from and play with. Their easy-to-use Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner 
helps you achieve your ideal eyebrow look. It holds like wax and blends like a powder. I love the waterproof eyebrow liner because most of the time I just do my eyebrows and walk out the door. I like having a nice little like finished look. It looks like I tried, but I really didn't. I don't need multiple things. I don't need a brush and then a separate liner and then a separate color and blah, blah, blah. It's all one thing and it's great. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash best friends. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash best friends for 10% off your first order. Black representation in the media means so much to me. I loved Whoopi Goldberg growing up and I was like, oh, that's a woman who like, she, she's she got the same skin tone as me. She kind of looks like me and I can do it. So honestly, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Hey, Nicole and Sashir, love from the UK. Oh, cheerio, we love the UK. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with you both and listen and laugh with you every week. I'm having trouble with a friend who's having issues managing their anger. They're my best friend in the world, a wonderful person, so funny, and truly there's no one I'd rather have by my side in this crazy world. However, we've been friends for 10 years and I've always known they had a short fuse. Aries, am I right? But recently, I've noticed their anger issues getting more intense. It's difficult because I know they struggle with their mental health, but it's getting to the point where it's hard to brush off. They used to go to therapy, but stopped because it quote unquote wasn't helping. And they don't want to seek out a new therapist. They're also pretty inconsistent with taking their meds. I know the anger is never directed at me and their outbursts usually come from road rage or technology failing them, etc. And while I understand that things can be frustrating and people on the road can be annoying, it's getting to the point where I get more anxious, more and more anxious being around them as I'm always bracing myself for an outburst. We live together and and both work from home. It all kind of culminated recently during my birthday weekend. We took a trip together and their angst was out of control. I had a hard time relaxing and enjoying my weekend. And when we were driving back home, they asked me how I was and I said, paraphrase for the sake of length. Honestly, I've had a hard time truly enjoying my birthday because of your anger outbursts are really frazzling my nervous system. I understand why you're upset and I'm not saying you're not allowed to feel how you feel, but your actions are now affecting those around you pretty badly. To this, they replied, well, it is literally a stress response. If it feels bad for you, imagine how it feels for me. It kind of felt like they brushed me off and they weren't interested in how their actions affected me. I've also been going through a hard time and just wanted to have a fun birthday weekend with my best friend and forget our troubles. But honestly, I feel worse now. I don't know how else I can communicate with them that they should really get help. It's getting to the point where I think I shouldn't 
where I think we shouldn't live together anymore for the sake of our friendship. I know they feel safe around me and that's partly why they have these outbursts around me, but it's hard because I feel like they give everyone the best of them. And I mostly get the shitty parts of uh, shitty parts these days. I love them like family and I want them to get help, but they don't seem to want to help themselves. Please help me with my angry friend. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry. Your friend uh, can't be empathetic or aware enough to acknowledge uh, your perception of all of this. Like to say, like, you know, imagine how I feel. I'm sure they are feeling bad, but also mm-hmm. that's not quite uh, uh, acknowledging your emotions in that moment. I mean, maybe you need to move out. Like maybe, you, yeah, maybe that would be helpful for both of you. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, people take the people closest to them for granted be it their partner or their family or their roommate or their best friend. So you're probably right that other people are getting the better parts of this person and you're getting all of the other stuff. And that's not fair to you. And it sounds like you're being very honest and clear. Mm-hmm. And I, I would, I would, if you do choose to move out, I would try to, I would say something beforehand, like actually like this really is affecting my nervous system. I love you but I don't want this to affect our friendship and our relationship. And I think it might be best if I leave and, you know, we're still friends, but I can't be around this on a daily basis because it really is creating problems and stressors for me. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. that would be a wake up call for your friend or maybe it won't, but either way you do need to protect your peace. And to them saying, well, if it makes you feel bad, imagine how it makes me feel. I would be like, yeah, I don't feel good. So that must mean you're not feeling good. Don't you want to feel good? Yeah. Don't you want to figure out what causes these, uh, you know, outbursts and stuff? And again, I know you can't like force somebody into therapy, but like, I think maybe if you phrase it that way, that might be helpful. Um, But I do think moving out would probably be your best case scenario. And I do think you can phrase it by like, I'm not criticizing you for the way you live. I'm just taking care of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm being a little selfish in this moment because I do care about our friendship and I do want to remain friends. But then also you might have to, you know, grapple with the fact that that might affect your friendship. They may yeah. hold that against you because you're protecting yourself. Um, but, you you know, just be like, I'll always be there for you. Um, but yeah, I get that. Like someone who has a lot of outbursts. Um, it is tough to like relax because you're like, ooh, when is when's it gonna happen again? Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that you do have to deal with that. Um, but I do think preserving your peace of mind is the most important. Yeah, and it's the only thing you can control. Like your friend yeah. isn't gonna go to therapy just because you said they should go to therapy. They'll figure that out on their own timeline, but you don't have to wait around for that. Like you can. Mm-hmm. You could take action in your own life now and make sure you're not being affected by this so so often. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's a shitty situation. It is. It's that's stressful. Cause also you want to hang out with that person too. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, but I just never know when they're gonna start screaming. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like not helpful every time they scream to be like, hey. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But I, maybe I would start doing that, being like, hey, this was a little too intense for me. I got to go. So maybe it's like cause and effect. It's like you scream, I leave. Yeah. 
I'm sure there are like tactics that like a therapist or people have created that where it's like either you leave or yeah, I feel like probably removing yourself from the situation Mm -hmm. while they're freaking out. I, I, we don't, we don't know. We're not doctors, but (laughs) I feel like, no, even though I am Nicole Byer DDS, I am not a doctor. (laughs) Oh wait, I think that's a dentist. Oh fuck. Oh, I think it's just an MD, a medical doctor. Dentists are doctors. (laughs) Nicole Byer DDS. This is a little bit. Even though I am a doctor, I'm only a doctor of teeth. (laughs) I only like them teeth. Don't give me the rest of your body. This honestly might be like a good question for a therapist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure there are actual tactics of how to deal with people's outbursts like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they are specifically, but yeah, maybe ask your therapist or Google. 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 But yeah, make make sure. I think I think what you can do is be active for yourself and then hopefully mm-hmm. your friend will figure it out. Yeah. Solved. If you want queries and questions answered, you can email Nicole and Sashir at gmail.com. You can call, leave a voicemail, uh, uh, text a message, or leave a voice note, 424-645-7003. We also have merch at podswag.com slash best friends. We have transcripts for our new episodes. Check them out on our show page at earwolf.com. Lastly, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. That is the easiest way to support this show. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix.